Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift. This is episode 112. I'm your host, Matt. I have an awesome cough, so good luck, Danny, on this episode. With me, as always, is Eric. Eric, I mean, I feel like I like had a little bit of steam, and then I was like, hey, have a clever opening, and I totally didn't think of one, so how was your week, dude? Oh, man, you should have <laughs> did something with the cough or something. I don't know. I'll tell you. How was your week? There it is. Perfect. That was exactly what you there should you have did. Yes, I like it. My week was fantastic, good sir. I went camping. I told you guys I was going to be going camping, and I sure did. We went out to Grand Haven, which, if you don't know, is right off the coast of Lake Michigan there. It was chilly, but very much enjoyable. We had our camper set up. We invited a couple friends. They set up. It was rainy, drizzly. You know, you had to wear a jacket out. We had a fire up the whole time. It was still worth it because they held a Halloween event that Saturday evening. And everybody was in the spirit. Everybody participated. The gods smiled upon us. It stopped raining. The clouds even parted, and the sun came through for about an hour and a half. Wow. Yep. And all the kids were out there trick-or-treating full giant bags of candy the whole nine just from one campsite instead of walking miles and blocks and blocks and miles and miles. One campsite, full, complete bag. Everybody was dressed up. It was awesome. I cannot say how pleased I was with the whole turnout and how it all went down. And this wasn't even one of the larger campsites that we we have, you know, the privilege of going to. This is actually one of the smallest ones. And it wasn't even full. So I can't imagine what some of the bigger ones, like Saginaw Bay and stuff, with the 700. We had 200 max, okay, at this place. And there was only about 170 show. Saginaw Bay is 670, 700 range-ish, and it was sold out. You couldn't, yes, you, was, you couldn't go there. It was packed. It was done. That's too I many co- damn people. Eric. I couldn't That's too imagine, many goddamn dude. People. I couldn't even imagine that place. It's It'd insane. be just you drive the pickup truck around, and just throw yeah. the candy in the back. It would be. It'd be a truck of candy. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So definitely, from now on, that'll be a tradition. Going to the, it'll be Grand Haven or Kalamazoo for us. We we're going to stick to the smaller mid-range ones. I don't. Like, like you just said, and imagine in your head, I don't want to deal with no 650, 700 campers. And, oh, man. Yeah. No thank you. Even though it looked really cool because everybody, like I said, went all out, man. Mm-hmm. The campsites were all jazzed up with lights and, you know, Halloween decorations. Even a lot of the adults were dressing up in cool little costumes and having fun with it. Nice. I was very, uh, very surprised. Very surprised. It was good. Beyond that. Uh, what did I do? Not too much. Kind of just uh, going to work, recouping from the whole quarter end, and playing Destiny 2 a little bit, and playing a little bit of World of Warcraft, and yeah, man, I don't know, just life's kind of been just, you know, spacing out for me, just drifting. Yeah. Uh, I had some good times at work, realized uh, my head's going to explode, and I might uh, go insane. Mm-hmm. And then I was saved and got to leave, but then my head was going to explode for different reasons. <laughs> and so I was like, Wait, I need to find a hole where my head's not going to explode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but beyond all that, pretty darn good. The kids are doing great. Everybody's doing all the usual jazz in my household. This weekend looks like it's going to be a really cool weekend. Lots of crazy things happening. i got a chili cook-off coming up tomorrow that we're mm-hmm. going to. So as you guys hear this, we'll probably be eating chili, getting fat and happy here. It's going to be a glorious event, a oh, new yes. location. I cannot wait. It's going to be great. What about you, Matt? Well, let's see. How did my week start off? My week started off, like, I mean, I said, I told everybody what I was going to do this week, last week, as my, like, you know, my personal intro thing. So I'm going to have Danny, like, get together, like, old Hollywood, like, theme music thing, and then be like, do 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 it's time for Matt Goes to the Movies with your host, Uncle Matt. Oh, my goodness, what movies did I see this week? I went and saw White Boy Rick on Friday, the last showing that we ever had around town at my favorite theater, like I said, you know, last week. That was actually really good. I really enjoyed it. I shouldn't say actually really good, because I was looking forward to seeing it anyway. But, uh, I mean... 
The story was pretty good. I th- I thought even like the younger actors did a really good job in it. Like the teenager actors, like the lead character dude was pretty good. Uh, McConaughey, of course, was great because he always is. There were three really awesome scenes with him. You know, just doing his acting gimmick, mm-hmm. and there were there were two where he didn't say or even like really do anything, but you could just feel the emotion of the character coming through the screen at you. And I think there, like the second one, he was basically like blacked out. You could like barely see his face. He was doing something that I won't spoil, but it was just like you can feel the like the heartbreak and the anguish coming through the screen, even though you can't really see him. He's not really doing anything. He's certainly not saying anything, but just like the acting, the shots, the music, it all put together to just make this like really powerful scene. It was really really good. And then I really like the whole. I mean, it takes place in like the early to like mid '80s for the most part. So just the way they took that that whole time period and just reconstructed it so well. The music, you know, the neon lighting, the clothes, the the big thick gold ropey chains that you know all the the drug oh, dealers yeah. were wearing, like looking like Run DMC, you know, thick rope chains. Uh-huh. And I was like, why can't that still be cool? Even like the like little thin chains that the scrubby dudes would wear, like the turtleneck and chain whole thing. I was uh-huh. like, it, it looks so it looks so fresh in an '80s sense of the word fresh. I was like, I love that look. You know the Kangol hats, the you know the Adidas sneakers and stuff. Ah, oh, so good. Just a fun throwback, and just I mean, some of my favorite songs from the '80s are in that movie. So I was just like sitting, it's like, oh, they're they're rolling up to the club. Hell yeah, it's Run DMC's Peter Piper. Oh awesome sitting in there grooving you know mouthing the words in my seat because it was me and like one little old like super old lady in that theater walked in and i was like she wants to see like a drug dealer movie whatever hey more power to you old timer she just wants to see anything man you know she's just there to be alive (laughs) hey and hey hey, hey, she came and watched a good cinematic adventure Mm -hmm. so props to her exactly then second movie I saw was A House with a Clock in Its Walls. Like I said, Mom wanted to go see that one. I actually enjoyed that one a lot more than I thought I would. It was a fun little... I, I wouldn't even say like... like When I say like a fun kids movie, it's a fun movie that would be good for kids. But even as an adult, it was, you know, it was fun. It was good, clean action and fun themes and stuff. The one thing that almost ruined it for me, though... I'm done with kids in movie theaters, too. That's oh, the there other it thing. is. There I was done is. with kids at wrestling shows. I'm done now with kids done in movie with kids theaters. And movies. You're done with kids in the park. You're done with kids at the store. <laughs> uh, we're done with kids <laughs> at parties. <laughs> Sit with the movie theater with mom. I'm sitting here munching on my popcorn. I'm like, ah, oh, cool. Movie's going to start. Do, do, do. I see this wad of kids come in with like two grandmas. I hear a kid go, oh, sit up top. Okay, okay. They come up. This line of two grandmas and like seven kids takes up the entire row, and the grandma sits straight next to me in this mostly empty theater. And I'm like, I'm, I'm doing a look off to the right. I was like, I, I don't like strangers sitting next to me in mostly empty theaters anyway, because mm-hmm. why would you do Cause that? Because why would you do that? And then it's a row, this old lady who's like sneezing, and she's got shopping bags that she's rustling around with anyway that you're doing right next to me and then seven kids who inside of the thir- first 30 seconds of the movie said 900 things and i thought to myself you know when i was a kid i went to a lot of movies you know what i did in those movies i sat my ass in that chair i kept my mouth shut and i watched the movie and if i went blah 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 my parents would go hey shh, you, we don't talk through the movie okay but that whole movie, all those kids, and the grandma's just going, oh, what? Hey, Billy, do you need another snack? Billy, do you, okay, UK, okay, Susie, do you, okay, let's get up. Let's get up and walk around. Let's, let's rustle in the shopping bags. That's cool. So, obviously, as soon as they sat down next to me and those kids said 900,000 things, I moved to the other side, but I could still hear them because, obviously, just let kids talk the whole time. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Let the kids get up, run down the stairs, go down to the front of the movie theater, and just run back and forth. Just let no. them run. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. Just three kids, just let them run out there. Whatever, it's fine. Grandma will let them do whatever they want. It's great. I love it. Now, you see, that is the truth. Grandma will let them do whatever they want. So, mm-hmm. 
there's a difference between parents taking the kids to the movie and grandma taking the kids to a movie. And then there's also a difference between mom and dad taking nine kids to a movie and grandma taking nine kids to a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you Versus see, the, one kid. The one main kid core, of, the core of my argument <laughs> is is I was I was taught when you go to the movies, you keep your mouth shut and you watch the movie. But nobody is taught that anymore. I even asked mom after the movie. I was like, hey, uh, when I was a kid and went to movies, did I talk through the entire movie? And she went, no. I was actually really surprised because your first movie, which was The Jungle Book, awesome movie. Good job, mom. She said, yeah, I took you there, and you sat and watched the whole thing. All the other kids in the movie theater were jumping and dancing and yelling and hooting and hollering, and you just sat there and watched it. Screw you kids today. Kids these days... And I mean it for real. I'm done. I've had it. That's it. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> but the movie itself was fun. Cool little Jack Black movie. Fun times. I like Jack Black. I, I, I get annoyed because everyone constantly says and does that all the time. Jack Black's in a movie. Oh, yeah, 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 you know, might be okay. But, but I'm like, mm. Jack Black's constantly ridiculous and funny. Like, mm. everything he's in, I know what I'm going to be seeing. I know what's happening. And I know I'm going to be experiencing a Jack Black extraordinaire. And I like it. And I'm like, you know, yeah, he's he's not going to put out some Emmy Award winning craziness. But mm. I'm going to chuckle. I'm going to get a laugh or two and a couple smiles. And I'm going to walk away happy. And back in the days, I could understand people saying, oh, it's a Jack Black movie. I don't really like him. But he's like Ice Cube now. Like, he has two levels. He can be crazy, ridiculous Jack Black and be like stoner buddy comedy Jack Black, which he isn't that much anymore. Mm-hmm. Or he can be, hey, I'm Jack Black. I'm the used-to-be-cool dad. I'm still kind of funny in, and, and funny in ways that adults will get too, but I could just be silly, you know, playing this fun character. And that's what he was in this one. He was, mm-hmm. you know, you could see a little bit of that Jack Black stuff, but otherwise it was just, you know, a fun comedy role, comedy performance he was doing. Exactly. So... Yeah, fun little movie. And I'll always defend him because Tropic Thunder is still one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you what, when you pull guns out of your butt, you got me. I'm sold. Uh huh. Any man who pulls a gun right from his butt is on my team. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and then I'll go from that, that, that beautiful image to the third movie I saw, which was A Star is Born, and holy shit, that movie was phenomenal. Like, I, I w- don't know if it's the best, I wouldn't say it's the best movie I've ever seen, but it's definitely the best one I've ever seen in a theater. Like, intense and powerful and emotional and just dramatic. And, like, it had scenes that I could not look away from, like staring at the screen, staring at the actors doing whatever they were doing, and, like, not blinking. That's just the camera work, the freaking way it was shot. It was just, it was gorgeous, and it really pulled you into the scene and what was happening. And just the whole, like, you know, everyone knows Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. You have preconceived notions of them, but them playing such stripped down and raw characters, and felt, it felt, you know, it's a movie, but it felt real. Like, their interactions felt, felt real. The characters felt real. You could understand what was going on. And then just, God, I just loved it. It was crazy. I just, whew, go see it. That's, it, was, it was phenomenal. When you told me last week that Lady Gaga was in it, I was interested because after I saw her do her shtick in the American Horror Story on FX or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, wow, okay. You know, she, she knows what she's doing. She's got this. So... Since then, I've been like, man, oh, I, I should take her seriously and not just mm-hmm. go, oh, whatever, Lady Gaga's in it. You know, another one of the, I am a musician, now I'm a movie star crossover kind of thing. Right, you know? right. Which I shouldn't even diss anymore because The Rock did it, you know, and mm-hmm. there's been several other examples of successes. So, well, it's kind of it's kind of changing. The times are changing, but in the olden days, typically when you had those crossovers, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. A musician or wrestler, what do you know? Anybody from another high-profile profession coming into another and being like, "Hey, I could do this. I could do this," <laughs> and it sucked. Mm-hmm. So I was definitely like, "Ooh, that might be actually pretty good." But of course, my time is extremely limited. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I will say I could see people not enjoying it, but just even if I didn't enjoy the story and everything on such a deep level, which I did, 
just it is such a beautiful movie and so well made at least in my opinion i don't know who am i i'm just some guy on the internet that's talking into your ears Mm -hmm. but i thought it was phenomenal i loved it so yeah there you go other than that what else did i do what else did i say i was going to do last week wwe had their super showdown pay-per-view from australia i thought that was actually a really fun show until about like the last half hour where it where, as Brian Alvarez from the Wrestling Observer newsletter slash podcast said, it totally fell off a cliff. Like, all the other matches were good. They were either well-wrestled, well-put together, or they had, like, hometown teams or hometown, you know, characters. I don't know how you want to think of it. Like, there was a dude who was from Melbourne who was wrestling for the Cruiserweight Championship. So there was so much heat in that match. Anytime he'd go on offense and get a near fall, you could see people jumping out of their seats. When he won the title, everyone was going nuts. He was going nuts. You could feel the emotion, you know, coming off of real emotion because mm-hmm. he, he got the title, which does still mean something, even though it's, you know, a scripted event. But he got the title. He got to do it in front of his hometown fans, see them all go nuts for him. It was just really cool moments like that. And then, like, the last hour was Triple H and The Undertaker with Kane and Shawn Michaels in the respective corners. And it was like, this is cool, because, you know, it's Kane and The Undertaker. I mean, it's cool because it's all those four legends, but they're all getting way older. Undertaker is is quite old. He's an old man. And Triple H isn't that bad, but he... When he's only got the older guys to work with, it didn't really come off well for me. Especially, and Shawn Michaels especially, he hasn't done anything like on TV or on pay-per-view in ages. And, I mean, he is an old guy now. But he looked like it. Like, he wasn't actively wrestling. He was just in Triple H's corner. But anytime he'd come in to do a spot, he would, like, he'd do this, like, old man totter. Like, he'd walk up and, like, Kane would try to scare him off and he'd be like, Whoa! It just looked like an old man trying to go through the motions. It was, oh, I I did not enjoy that last match like at all. Like I I don't want to be. I hate mm. to like hate on stuff, but that was not fun to watch. I did not enjoy it. Rest of the show was great. It was, you know, some people said it felt like a house show, but I love the house shows because they're not quite as serious. But so the serious matches were serious. The fun matches were fun. It was a great show overall. Just. That last, that main event, no. I just, you know, I don't want to go too much further because we've been killing it here. But mm-hmm. I do want to, you know, in in the area of wrestling, I really think they need to push forward. They need to get to where, like, the NFL and the other professional sports are. In that when the wrestler gets to a certain age and, of course, his, his peak performance is passed and he's not capable of doing everything he or she was able to do, Mm-hmm. They give them the opportunity to go into hosting and uh, announcing and, um, you know, just the background stuff. And, and you get to see their attitude still. They can still come in, like, to the, the locker room and do, like, old school wrestling where it's like, it's me, you know, da 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 da, da in the wrestling room right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go talk we're in the war room and we're going to go talk with old Sam Bobadil. And you, you can still have an attitude and still be old, uh-huh. you know, your favorite, whoever wrestler it was. But now they're not wrestling. They're not out there trying to take their 50-year-old bodies and fling them around on tables. Because like you said, it does get to the point where, yes, it's scripted. Yes, it's a show. Yes, it does still require tons of physical ability. But you you can see it. You know, like you already said, you can see it when they're getting old and trying to do this stuff, how it's slower, it's more laid out. Because obviously if they land the wrong way at 50, that's dead. You're gone. Mm. So I don't like it. You need to push forward with all that, I think. And I will say, for the most part, they still do a phenomenal job of it. Like, Undertaker usually wrestles one match a year, and it's at WrestleMania, when they go, oh, well, we got to pump up WrestleMania. Who can we bring out? Oh, Undertaker can fight John Cena. We could bring The Rock in to do a promo and then, like, beat up, you know, our, our like, mid-level heel to try and get him over a little bit more Mm because The Rock touched him. And I think the reason they they did this one at this show was, I mean, A, it was the big Australia show. They were trying to sell like 70,000 tickets, and I think they got that. But then coming up like in November, it's like a show in Saudi Arabia where they're getting like $50 million to do this show. So 
And like f- the rumor from all the dirt sheets and stuff is, well, like the Saudi guy really loves like '90s wrestling. Like he loves the Attitude Era guys, and he doesn't follow it today. So like, well, let's find a way to get Kane on the show. Let's find a way to get Undertaker and Triple H and Shawn Michaels all back because. The rumor is it's going to be a tag team with all those guys now at the Saudi show. Oh, let's bring, let's try and get, you know, Stone Cold over, John Cena over, all the big names from, you know, all these previous eras. Just mm-hmm. bring them back for the show. But you got to build up angles to get them into to the show. To get them in there, otherwise it makes no sense. Sting yeah, just rolls it, in and you're like, why the hell is Sting here? What's going on? Yeah, because, I mean, <laughs> they're going to have AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan, which will be an awesome match. And it's two mostly nowadays type guys. But if you don't know nowadays guys, you could be like, who are these guys wrestling for the title? Where's The Undertaker? Why is he fighting in this dumb Daniel tag Daniel Bryan's is back? Yeah. Oh, man. I wasn't sure if he was ever coming back. Man, it's helping my way out of it. Jeez, oh, Pete. He's been back for about a year-ish Has now. Has it been that? Okay. Well, mm-hmm. it's been a while since I've watched the, the whole reality TV show with, when he was oh, in yeah, it yeah, and yeah. then busted himself up real good and got thrown out. So... Time flies, man. Woo. Mm-hmm. God, time flies this is ridiculous. <laughs> so, and hey, speaking of time flying, it's time for me to wrap up my bit with the last two things I've been playing in video game land. It's been Kiwami 2. I've been trying to finish up some stuff, some sub stories, finish the clan creator storyline. And then I look at my completion list and I go, this stuff's doable. I mean, I could play some Shogi to get some of the completion list items there, some Mahjong. I might actually try to get the platinum in this game. But some of those things are really hard, so I don't know. Like, I really want to, because I, I got to be really close. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we'll see. And then, yesterday, I started Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise. I streamed that on Twitch. Oh, my God. I had the biggest smile on my face for the first, like, 45 minutes of that. Just making people explode. Heads are popping, like, smashing faces. <laughs> like, literally smashing faces apart. Oh, Oh my when god! You, when you grabbed the dude's ear and you were spitting around, it was the perfect moment for me to check in and just be like, "What is mm-hmm. happening?" Oh yeah, there it is. That's exactly yeah. what I needed. <laughs> yeah, I'm just hoping because I'm still in that kind of like tutorial type area and slash intro to the game. I'm just waiting for it to open up so I can do all the other crazy mini games like the bartending and the death batting and all the other crazy stuff I've seen, but. Ah, man. I want to play it now. I just said it, and I'm just, I lit up like a Christmas tree. I'm like, hell yeah. I, just, <laughs> I want to unlock more crazy over-the-top Hokuto Shinken moves and blow up people in even more ways. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> and that's why the weekend exists. You will get to smash it and have a freaking wonderful time with it. That's right. So that's us individually as a team this week. I don't think we did anything. I did drop the, uh, the shifter monthly topic that was from September now i think i dropped that yesterday as well so that's up there if you are a patron on our beautiful patreon for the five dollar tier learn more about that later in the episode then coming up next week on tuesday we got ig2g episode 39 i'm gonna be talking about fist of the north star that's why i was gonna be be playing it a lot this weekend i figured i figured that probably one of those games on your list i can't wait for the ig2g there's a few games actually that are fantastic that have come out um so i'm looking forward to discussing them and maybe even I might even touch on a game that's not out yet, but I'm just excited about. So I might throw it in mm. just because I can. I can there do whatever I want. You know, it's our show. I that's make, right. We make the rules. <laughs> you know who else makes the rules? Gearbox makes the rules of when shift codes for Golden Keys come out. So because we, I don't know, that was a bad segue, but hey, I don't care. I'm still rolling with it. We got shift codes for Golden Keys in Borderlands, the pre-sequel. So hit up the Twitter, the Reddit, the forums, the Instagram. Hit up your grandma. Call her up on like on a rotary dial phone. Be like, hey, grandma, do you got shift codes? She'll be like, um, uh, what's that? And you'll be like, here, grandma, I'll give you shift codes. Get yourself some free loot. Oh, gosh dang. Speaking of that free loot, I got a question, Matt. So we're getting these shift keys and, and putting mm. them in and getting them golden keys and, and having a great time. But there's yes. this new title coming out, right? Okay? Cause it's not time for that. No, no, it is. We're tying it in because I got a <laughs> no, question I don't related do it. to it. I, I don't want to do it. No. Yes. I want to talk about it. I want to talk right. about it. So if you don't know, here's the big announcement. Matt doesn't want to do it yet, but that's just too damn bad because <laughs> I got a question with these golden keys. Hey, everybody. Coming December 14th, is it, or 16th? Uh, this is why we were going to put it later oh, in the shush, episode. Shush, shush. That's right. You're right. You're right. It's <laughs> December 14th. I had it right. December 14th for the PlayStation VR, you get Borderlands 2, everybody. And now, before you ask, no, you do not get all the expansions, all the cool stuff. It is the base game. I was game. really sad to hear that. I was, too, because, of course, the Tiny Tina's Assault 
Wow, mm-hmm. man. Come on. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. Anywho's, before we discuss it, I just want to bring in the golden keys. Okay? Everybody knows that we should have a billion of those keys. Are those mm-hmm. keys going to transfer over to the Borderlands 2 VR experience? There's so, no way. No way, huh? You just don't think this, it's going to happen. Because you'd have to be transferring save data from A, a, a game that has the, the capacity to have DLCs else. and everything, including characters, because you can't be Gage or Krieg in this. No. Nope. So all your Mecro keys, which you try is, to sit transfer your macro character over it would go well i mean but the compute. keys the keys are separate though the keys are based off just you you know your yeah, character mahaga but, mahaga owns 5722 golden keys true so if i just transferred mahaga over would they exist did that work when we went from ps3 to ps4 do you remember i don't remember i don't remember at all man and that's my f- big question. I don't know. I feel like they must have, but I don't remember either. So here's the question. Do shift keys or golden keys with shift codes transfer over to the new Borderlands 2 VR experience? Because if they do, everybody, when we're spouting that you can go ahead and get yourself some shift codes for golden keys, this is legitimately important because you need to be getting them so you can get them awesome loot packs and make yourself amazing instead of just a mediocre piece of garbage now now, talking about them carrying over makes me wonder if they don't carry over will they have to release new shift codes specifically for borderlands and that's why i don't think they're going to that's why i think somehow this magic's just going to work and you're going to be just utilizing the shift codes to get golden keys period because that's Mm. a lot of work for you know a whole separate entity, and then now all of a sudden you're like, hey, shift codes for this and this and this and this and this and this and this mm-hmm. for a game that's over six years old. Yeah, they could just do the, uh, hey, it's Borderlands 2. Here's PS3, PS4, Vita, Xbox 360 slash one VR. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Could work. I don't, I don't know. know. But that's something that's been on my mind today, and I don't mm. think they've really talked about it. So, of course, since we've already kind of just blown it all up, (laughs) the Borderlands 2 VR does come out December 14th. Nobody knows if it's going to be coming to the Oculus or any of the other, uh, you know, VR headsets, but it is for sure coming to the PlayStation VR headset. And it is the base game. It does not include, as you already stated, Gage and Krieg, which is just uh, sad for me because Gage is just the best character in the whole wide world. Hey, Axton's all right. Axton's okay. Well, so El Salvador, as long as he's in it, nobody cares because they get to do a wield. Everybody loves him. Apparently. I like my little turret buddies. Like, put two of them and stick them on the wall and the ceiling and mm-hmm. have rockets and yeah. slag guns and everything. Once you got slag, Shoot. then it's good news bears. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So they've also incorporated, if you didn't see, they got the teleportation ability. So, like, if you get motion sickness and stuff, they've got the ability just to have you teleporting forward instead of moving forward. I think that's the default controls, though. I think I think there's an option to go with the dual uh, stick analog controls and move that way. Okay. I'm not 100% on that one, though. But I think there's two modes of travel. I would hope so. I mean, I've never played VR games, so I don't know if I get the weird motion sickness, but I can't imagine that I would. Like, I can't imagine games where you just, like, warp. Because, I mean, we see that in the trailer. There's the little, like, teleportation. The little Borland symbol, they teleport yeah, forward, yeah. yeah. It's just, I was trying to think of it while I was putting the show notes together, like, thinking of Borderlands 2 in VR, and, like, instead of running, I would, like, hop. Mm-hmm. It just seems so. It seems strange. very. It's like Diablo-esque almost. Like you just click on where you want to be, and you're like there mm-hmm. and stuff. It's a little weird. And then they went ahead and changed up some of the skill types since there's no uh, there's no co-op. It's single player yeah. only. They took mm-hmm. out all that, but replaced it with like uh, abilities to slow down time. So mm-hmm. that way you can adjust for the fact that you can't move as freely as you can when you're playing the actual original game. So mm-hmm. it allows you to get creative. You know, slow down and then go around shooting them, et cetera, et cetera. But once again, I, I think somebody was mentioning that you could use the dual. I think it was um, it was Mental Mars. I think article he was saying you can just pick up the dual stick analog controller and move around via that. Now maybe he didn't mean that you could actually move regularly, 
but you mm. could just utilize that to move instead. I don't know. Oh yeah, he was saying you could just use a a dual shock. Yeah, yeah. But I th- mm-hmm. I feel like that was just hey, if you don't want to aim in VR, because that's mm-hmm. the other thing you can do is you can, uh, okay, you can take you the can move aim your guns just with your real hands, yeah, and yes. go like that. You could just use the analyst and the analog controller to do it old school. So I maybe think you're that's right. What he was yeah, at. okay. So because that makes more sense because they replaced all those abilities with the slow time. Well, but if you could still move around as quickly mm-hmm. as you could in the regular game, and then they added slow time, that would just kind of break the game. You just yeah. basically be a god. So that makes sense. So more than likely, yeah, that's that's the case then. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how I feel about that then. Uh, I'm not a big fan of just like warping around like that. It seems really strange to me. I'd rather mm-hmm. just be able to move normally. And if I get motion sick, then have the ability to turn that on, so that way I can mm-hmm. kind of just and not be sick. But I, I'd rather play it normal, in my own opinion. Yeah, I feel like I, I can't understand where the motion sickness would come from. So hearing that they do these warping movement systems in this and many other games, it like totally blows my mind. Like, like you said though, I would like to have the default be run a gun like you always do, and then, oh, well, if it's too much, then switch over to do the teleportation thing. But, I mean, I don't know. I, just, I can't fathom a world where, like, I would be sitting here on my couch or in my chair and, like, whoa, get, I can't deal with <laughs> screens in front of my face. Like, I don't get it. But on the same token, we're both too poor to understand and have any of these machines that do these things. Now, wait, 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 wait. We're not too poor to do it, but we're too fiscally responsible to go blow all that money on something we don't really need right now. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it really is. Technically when you say speaking, too poor, yes, you don't really it tomorrow, mean it. But exactly, yes. <laughs> I could go buy like ten of those units right now. You know what I mean. I'm not in yes. a situation where I'm like, I'll I'm, just I'm go, making sure I'll just go blow the people. I'm making sure the people know what we mean. Okay, I know what you mean. You. All right. Well, Don't make it go. sound like we're just like hobos on the street. <laughs> oh, man. Barely scrapping I, I turned in a bunch of cans so I could afford this Wi-Fi for a second so I could come and do the podcast. We got a 30-minute time window, and that's it. I got fleas, but you know what? I don't care. I'll jump on this chair I'm sitting in. I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> You're the one drinking bugs every day. Jeez. I know. Protein, man. It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. So, yes, Gearbox has finally announced, along with 2K, of course, that they got that wonderful VR game coming this December, which, of course, kind of supports last week in that uh, sub model we told you. There's a video. He said he had all sorts of crazy information about Gearbox and what they're up to, and he said the source he had said there was some sort of DLC or uh, Borderlands 2 thing that was going to tie everything up at the end of the year and then get you going. Well, it wasn't a tie-in, really, but it was end-of-the-year Borderlands 2 content. So, you know, there's at least some validity to that, which is, you know, could have just been coincidence. Who the hell knows? I don't. Uh, Randy came on and uh, posted uh, towards that YouTube video, and he was being snarky and said, yeah, I get all my legitimate information from YouTube videos. Lulzies, lulz, lulz, lulz. And then he also said, uh, in response to like two legitimate sources saying that this was a fact, he said, yeah, I know two flat earthers who think that uh, you know Earth is flat, and they're legitimate sources, but we all know they're stupid. Ha, 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 ha. So in typical Randy fashion... He was thrown under the bus without uh, any remorse, and uh, I don't know. Maybe there's no validity to it. Maybe the guy is a Looney Tune. That's not for me to decide. I'm just saying there is Borderlands 2 content at the end of the year. There's a little something going on there. I don't know. I don't know what to say, especially on this show right now, but I feel like we said it before. There's more professional ways of dealing with something like this. Like If you just said, hey, no comment on rumors or speculation. That's all anybody has to do, but to like make goofy light of it when it ended up being something that sort of might have been yeah, valid. There's at least some truth in there. I mean, I don't know what any of the real story is, obviously. I'm just some joker talking into a microphone. But even if what was said in the video was 100% false, none of this ever came to pass, nothing. If you respond to it in a goofy, like, who cares about losers, ha 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 kind of way... It just makes you look bad because you've you've stooped down this level. They say, hey, what about this video? And you're like, troll a lol, making light of it. 
it makes you look less professional. And I, you know, I maybe it's not for me to say that, but that's the way I always see it. When I see anybody respond to things like that, you know, if it's like, hey, what happened in this YouTube video that somebody brought up about speculation with something, and then they just shoot them down and treat them like fools, that's not how professionals operate. And if you're at this big level, you are a professional. You need to be, you're the face of the company. I, you know, I, I, I don't want to go off on a rant, so I'm just going to stop. But you get the idea of what I'm saying. No, I agree wholeheartedly. If there's anything that makes me more angry than getting spit on, it's when somebody does that kind of thing. It's like just mm-hmm. treat you like you're inferior, like you're just mm-hmm. stupid, and they have to come tell you why, you know, why you're so wrong or stupid. You know, that kind of attitude, I hate mm-hmm. it to the core of my just fiber i just oh i can't stand it so when i see that even and like you said it, it, there's no excuse it, it's, there's no excuse it, he mm. should have just said hey you know what gearbox is working hard on some stuff but you know what to believe in any of this is just your own your own shtick i'm not mm. gonna comment i'm gonna let you know that the real deal hasn't happened yet so hey if you want to believe and just ride that go ahead it's up to you yeah, you can just say, hey, there's no official news on that, and yeah. I don't comment on speculation. Exactly. Boom. Believe That's what it. you want. That's all you have ever a great have day. to say. Yeah. Just be it known that we are working on cool stuff. And then you walk away, and you've debunked it, but in a fashion that's just, you know, hey, I'm glad you guys are interested. Believe what you want. Do what you need to do. We are working on cool things. We'll see you soon. We are available Gearbox for your PR department yes. if you need us. Like. Just let me know. Exactly. I'll I'll be I'll be the Twitter manager. I will socially medialize all this stuff. It'll be great. Yes. Fantastic. And then we'll be rich enough to get the VR headset and play some Borderlands two later this year. We'll just go into the VR room that they got with That's like true. eighteen VRs. Mm-hmm. See, now this is speculation, but if you comment on if we have a VR room or not, you Ooh, got you see, see it's right. it's a learning opportunity. Exactly. We don't want to go too deep in that. Everybody, you decide for yourselves whether or not old Sup Motto and that whole gang have something to it, or whether Randy coming out and saying, hey, that's just ridiculousness. I don't know what's true. I don't know what's not true. I don't have a magic mic. Just saying. So overall thoughts on Borderlands 2 VR? Are It's cool. It's great. But I'm never going to get to play it. I don't mm. have a VR unit. I don't have the means, really, to get one being responsible, as we already stated. So mm. for me, it's like... That's neat. It's like when I look up at a really bright, cool star. I go, oh, look mm. how pretty and cool that is. And then I walk away because I, <laughs> I just have no way to play it. So I'm excited for everybody who gets to. And I'm glad that Borderlands 2 has a chance to get more people's eyeballs and be interested. Mm-hmm. Plus the hype that just comes with it in general and the attention it gets. All awesome to me. But a little part of me, of course, just walks away because I'm not going to play it. Yeah, I agree for the most part. I think it is cool that there is a triple A level experience available now on vr or soon to be on vr but i feel like the stripping out of the co-op it takes away a lot of what makes borderlands 2 great i mean i have never played borderlands 2 not in co-op for any extended period of time like i had a couple solo characters that i goofed around with but borderlands 2 to me is a co-op experience you play with your buddies that's what it is so as fun as it is i can't see my if i had the means which i do but you know what i mean if I had it, I don't know that I would play through it again on my own just to have, you know, free-form motion control of the guns. That, I mean, that's cool. If you are a VR person, I think it's cool. I like that they did rework the skills, so you do get a little bit of bonus because you can't play in, in a team. It buffs you up instead and your little your BAMF action skill that you got now, too. So, cool idea, fun I just feel like it takes away a lot of what makes Borderlands 2 special. So it wouldn't be for me even if I had it, probably. There you go. I will just say, if I could get it, I would play it. Because I would just love to be like that close into the Borderlands world. Because I know we don't know what it's like to be in the VR, but to feel it, oh yeah. I know you want to spend like every hour of your day in Moxie's bar with your VR on. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing down there? <laughs> oh, I'm shooting. I don't hear no clickety-click buttons. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Sorry, babe. <laughs> Click-click-click-click-click-click. You just hand on the keyboard, just smashing your keyboard. That's, that's, what? what is that? What are you even doing? It's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Go away. <laughs> hey, and hey, speaking of things that should go away, Eric said that the Battleborn free rotation should go away because all the characters should be unlocked. 
But for now, we got rotation B. What do you think about their lineup this week, dude? Oh, come on, you guys. Y'all know Phoebe's in the rotation. You're going to play as Phoebe. You're going to have fun. Playing her as a melee class, doing all the cool stuff, as I always state. Why the hell not? But once again, I just got to keep reiterating. Release the Battleborn characters, people. Just let them go. Let them be free. Let the people enjoy the darn game with all the characters because it's an amazing game and people should just get to experience it at its full value by gods. What about you, man? What do you got this week? Anything? I got the Geek of the Week this week. Oh, now, man. Now, this is a tough lineup here because we've had three previous Geeks of the Week in this lineup already because we got what? We got Toby. We got... Who was it? Montana and Thorns? Three previous geeks anyway. So we're going to have to branch out. And this week's Geek of the Week, it's Oscar Mike. Because he's the most basic character. It's like, hey, even your buddy who plays Call of Duty can play Oscar Mike. Because you just aim down sights and you hold the thing and you shoot the grenade. And then, you know, you got your little airstrike. I don't know. I played Oscar Mike for a long time. But if you're going to play a Battleborn, if you're going to play a free character, why wouldn't you play somebody more interesting? Why wouldn't you play a weird, sni- a weird like, bow user lady? Why wouldn't you play like a weird stupid penguin in a dumb mech that i hate why wouldn't you play ombra who is actually really awesome so geek of the week is oscar mike because there are so many geeks in this lineup he's the geek of the week this week what can i say i don't know matt you know oh hey plus you're not even unique you're just a stupid clone there's like a million other ones he's a whole planet of you why oh boy generic bobo Jeez, oh hey, bitch. you know what? You know you what? Know Maybe how... he can call into the show next week and tell me about his hurt feelings. Hey, that's not a bad idea. See? Oscar Mike, what have you got to say? You need to defend yourself because Matt's over here hating. <laughs> and I don't I don't necessarily agree with this, but <laughs> but I'm not the one who should be talking about it. So you know what? We need Oscar Mike on here to defend himself. I agree. You just start a war, Matt. So while Matt's over here hating on Oscar Mike and his, you know, capabilities with a AK-47 or whatever type of crazy gun he's shooting, I just hey, want everybody's got to be the geek at least <laughs> once. I'm a geek some weeks, you're a geek other weeks. That's true. It's Oscar Mike's time to be geek of the week. <laughs> I just want to say showdown. That's it. I just want to say <laughs> that since Matt's hating on old Oscar Mike and his gun-toting capabilities. I'm going to segue right on over to another game that's got all sorts of gun-toting capabilities, and it's Earthfall. Hey, guess what, everybody? Earthfall has come out, and they said, hey, you know what? We've been listening to what a lot of you guys have wanted from us and what you want our game to be. We've heard that you want cooler sounds, cooler uh, gun accuracy, you know, when it comes to reloading the shells, all that good stuff. So they did all sorts of soul searching, all sorts of looking on the webs, talking to other professionals in the business, and they found out that Formosa Group out of Burbank, is like the people who've done like John Wick, John Wick 2, all sorts of uh, the newest um, Blade Runner. Basically, mm-hmm. all these really cool things, they've done it. They've been involved in it. And so they said, you know what? We want you. We want to raise the bar, make this even cooler. So they went ahead, and they're going to be overhauling all of their gun effects, every last one of them from ground up with this professional group. And then with the next big expansion, Invasion, they're going to be releasing this new audio update along with all the other new goodies, which we'll talk about once it gets closer to that time. So look forward to that. If that's something that was an issue for you when you were playing, it's going to be fixed. And with a group like this who's worked on some of the best freaking stuff in the world, I have really high hopes now. And I think that this is definitely going to step them up a huge notch in uh, the wonderful world of gaming. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's outstanding news. I hadn't heard about that before. You just said it on the podcast right now. And, you know, we've talked about it before, how I would watch that beta footage and I'd say, there's something missing. And one of the things they've already worked on is the voice acting. They improved that some. They did the animations for when you're killing the aliens. They've improved that. Now they're working on the gun sounds. I bet gun animations will be next or, you know, something like that. It's always nice to hear of companies going about things the right way. Like, we talk about it with Ubisoft on IG2G all the time. We talk about it with all these other companies. We talked about it with Compulsion Games doing their, you know, pre-release stuff and news, news bits all the time. Here's a game. It came out. People had complaints about it. So they went, you know what? We're going to fix this. Now we're going to fix this. Now we're going to fix that. Now we're going to fix that. They're doing the right thing. They're doing it the right way. So props to them. 100%. Yeah, I agree. Keep on keeping on, you know. As the old famous man Joe Dirt used to tell me all the time. That's what you got to do, you know. 
you do that, and the people will flock to you, and they will come, and it will be glorious. We don't just have one game that just keeps on keeping on. We got two. Because Compulsion just recently was like, hey, somebody was like, hey, Compulsion, when's your DLC coming, man? We really want to check mm. it out. And they said, hey, not yet. Relax, okay? Because we got to make the core game fantastic first. Basically, in a nutshell, they're uh, they're reiterating. They keep on fixing and patching all sorts of stuff in the main game mm-hmm. to make sure that that experience is fantastic, 100% awesome, with little to no bugs, all the good stuff. And you got to give them props for it because they're determined to make We Happy Few a fantastic, glorious game, which a billion, majillions people thought was great. But, of course, it also mm-hmm. did have its its skeptics, and people were like, hey, man, this is buggy, things are going wrong, this shouldn't be happening, a whole slew of problems, and they're addressing it head-on, which is awesome. Yep, head-on, applied directly to the forehead. There you go. <laughs> Boom. But, hey, you know what? We don't just have two games that keep rocking and rolling and delivering oh all the God, good stuff. Oh, you're right, Matt. We got three. Because Fortnite came out with patch 6.02. We got all kinds of cool stuff. I'm not even going to turn it over to you first, because I'm going to say Disco Domination is here. You can emote. You can make a disco ball come up out of the dance floor and fill up your dance bar. Oh, my God. If you change the dynamic of the game and you put something else into it and you make it play a different way, what do I always say? That's awesome. Disco Domination should stay forever. I'd play that over regular Battle Royale any day. Now, see, it's funny you say it because I'm the opposite. I read this one and I went, oh, this is too difficult. This one's too crazy. Because basically they got uh, five different disco things they're going to put out throughout the map. You and your team got to get over to it. Get it going, engage it. There has to be no enemies. You guys have to stand on it, do your little emotes. The ball comes up, like you said, and then you have to defend it basically while it rises up. And then, bada bing, bada boom, you guys win if you get all the different uh, stations put up or more than the enemy, whatever it is. It, you fill the bar. Yeah, up. you got to. It's f- like you got to fill the bar. It's up. just like Battlefield. Yeah. You fill you empty their bar, but here you fill mm-hmm. your bar. So that's what you're trying to do. You can set up forts around it. But you can't go over top of it or, of course, on the disco thing itself, which Mm. I get all that. But that, for me, is too much. Like, I don't foresee me ever being in a team that's going to be capable enough to accomplish this task. It's two teams. Yeah, it's just two. It's not just, yeah, it's not, it's not just like you and four dudes. No, it's like 50 50 or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but I'm just saying, like, I don't envision me winning. Matt, you got to understand, like, when I'm on a team, all the luck mm-hmm. I have comes with me, generally. So I just envision... Well, so, <laughs> so what we do is we both queue up at the same time, but not as partners. There you go. And I go on the blue team, and you go on there the red team, and I go, and hey, dude, this, cool this, is. this is awesome. This is fun. It's great, it's great to raffle stomp these morons. It, <laughs> I hate this mode. This is the stupidest. Well, it's funny you mention that, because the other day I was playing with Jared on a whole different game side note but it's still funny because it relates to this and destiny mm-hmm. too and i swear i joined his crew i joined his crew and he was in a uh, gambit match and mm-hmm. i was like all right i didn't even pay attention i just joined right in you know it didn't give me any issues nothing joined around start playing i'm getting just stomped just getting rolled and i'm like jared's amazing at this game what is happening mm-hmm. and he's giggling the whole time he just keeps giggling and laughing <laughs> and i'm like jared why do you keep giggling dude like we're getting rolled what's happening what, what? he because usually my brother rages out when we're losing or doing anything bad mm-hmm. and he goes did you look did you look at the teams and i go no man i'm i'm with you right he goes look at the teams dude <laughs> i look he was on the opposite team and he was over here nice. smoking me and my people the whole time <laughs> <laughs> just having the best time of his life while I'm over here like, dang, this this is bad. I don't like this. I'm, I want out of here. So this is how I, re- I imagine that to be. We'll join mm. up. You get on the good side. I'll be on the bad side where every time we get into a disco arena, just pfft, smoked. You're out. Congratulations for trying and sucking. Oh. But see, the good part about this is, that respawns are on until the very True, last storm cycle. which is awesome. So this this will be basically like Battlefield. Yeah, sure, you got gunned down, but hey, respawn, and I don't know how that works, if it happens like 200 meters away or you can pick a respawn location, because if you can, that would be even better because it'd be just like Battlefield. Well, everybody's fighting on these two, go so I'm going to go Bravo, sneak go a, sneak, a, sneak around. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is the kind of play I love. That's what I always did in Battlefield 1943. What was That's it? The I did Xbox in 3, 361. 
Yeah, I was always that was always the first man there to start capping that point and pull all the resources off of here so our other team could go get the other one, and then I'd just sneaky snook around the whole time. And then even if you didn't get anything, it'd pull a bunch of their members down to come get you to stop you, yep. which would allow them to take the point. So it was a win-win regardless of which mm-hmm. way it went. It was oh, such good times. See, <laughs> see, disco domination is going to be great, Eric. All right. You know what? And keeping with the good times, of course, and in Battle Royale, the quad rocket launcher has been released upon the world. Need I really say more? I mean, it's a quad rocket launcher. It shoots a whole mm-hmm. bunch of rockets, blow up your enemies, have a, have a whole hoot and a holler and a laugh. It does drop from all the usuals. So get out there, try it out, check it out. I'm hoping that they balanced it right and that this isn't like a super OP crazy weapon. Because it's gonna get nerfed. I was next gonna say curr- the the next. currently it looks like it is gonna be one of those weapons like, yeah, it's gonna instantly get pulled next week and get looked at. Mm-hmm. But you know, time will tell, right? That's right. And then one last thing for me in the Fortnite realm is I saw a tweet from I think it's WB Games that said, Hey, we're bringing the Fortnite Deep Freeze bundle to retail. And they showed an image of it and it was, you know, like a deep freeze skin, glider, back bling, bunch of V Bucks. And I, I couldn't figure out if this was... They said they're bringing it to retail. So I didn't know if this was Fortnite, a physical game, with this content loaded into it, or if it was just a card redeemable for these things. Because it said, find out more here. And I clicked on the link, and it took me just to the Fortnite homepage. Gotcha. I saw that, too, and I didn't go click on the old link, unfortunately. Mm. But the way I read it, it sounded like they're actually going to have a, a new retail version of it. Which is super strange mm. to me since they originally did, well, well, the whole reason to recover this is because Gearbox yeah. published it and did a whole retail release of the product. And so mm. we've been on the bandwagon since. But of course, those games have since all gone off the market, sold out, been gone because it became a, such a hot commodity. And apparently, it's like mm. this rare thing to have the retail version of Fortnite. Huh. So, Interesting. you know, yeah, crazy, you know, crazy world we live in, right? Who could have mm. foresaw that happening? Then I read this and I went, oh, so now they're going to release like a second edition retail version with all the bonus frozen stuff, uh, et cetera. And it makes me wonder. What makes me wonder too, though, is if this is just going to be like like a $10 retail thing with, or however much the, the cosmetic yeah, the items cost, would be. but it would just have Battle Royale on the disc? Or is this the full Save the World you know, unlock key basically, or you know, whatever on the disc, plus battle royale stuff too. I, like I said, I tried to follow the link, and it it was it did nothing. It I have no idea what this is, hmm. but I will say to all you WB Games podcasts who are going to start covering Fortnite now, we are here on the ground floor. So you all <laughs> get out of here, get, get out of here, suckers! Goodness gracious. Now, one thing that I wanted to mention, too, that came back in the Battle Royale before I forget, before we get on out of here, is the Porta mm. Fortress. That's come back into oh, the game. Back. Yes, it is back. Nice. And I'm so glad it's back because we need that. It's very important mm. for people who suck to have that, okay? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you you got to be able to get that sucker and go, oh, no, I'm in trouble. Boop, 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 boop. Yes, I can live for 10 seconds longer. I think it's important that they also like incorporate some kind of like capsule corp like tank. You just like put it down and you're like instantly in a tank yes. and you're invincible for like forty five minutes. That would be I great. think that's important. Even forty five seconds. I gotta put that in. Even forty five seconds. I'll just take forty five seconds, Matt. Just, just give me the minutes and I'll just roll around, just, just out of ammo. Whatever, I'm in a tank. I'm just waiting for that big mode like Thanos to come back, where somebody gets like the super oh, yeah. ability and then gets to go around roasting and smoking everybody, but everybody gets like the buffed and extra weapons mm-hmm. and all the good stuff. I hope they come back with something like that because when you just spoke of the tank and being immune to everything for a while, I was like, yeah, sort of like that. <laughs> yeah, they need they need more superhero movies to come out so they can partner with them exactly. and get more cool stuff in there. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. So, I don't know. Did you have anything else for the old wonderful Fortnite? No, that's that's it for me. That's it for me, too, good sir. God bless it. We did it. Congratulations, Fortnite. You guys continue to keep smoking it. Just send us, like, one million bucks, you know? Just hook us up. Yeah, we're here on the ground floor, man. Talking about Save the World on day one. I know, right? Come on. Save save the world. (laughs) You guys remember that? (laughs) 
I've actually heard from like, was Anthony and both Eric. They were like, hey, don't you play that game? What game? Fortnite? I mean, it's. did you buy that? Yeah, I mean, it's free. Well, but there's like some other weird mode like nobody knows about. Like, did you buy that? Yeah. I did. Okay. And then just the conversation just goes yeah. away. I'm like, why'd you ask? Well, we just want to see. I can tell you all about it. <laughs> uh, they do keep working with Save the World, though. That's true. I, that's I true. do. I do believe that they want to bring that in somehow. I, I think they're going to have some really. Well, they've said it already. They've got some cool announcements in the future for the whole Save mm-hmm. the World portion. So their minds over there. They're reeling and they're smoking. I think they want to bring that in somehow to make sure that when the whole battle royale fad fades away that Fortnite is still standing with something. So, we'll see. I feel like even if you just crossed Battle Pass over into Save the World, so you could farm Battle Pass levels by, you know, playing the Save the World stuff. That would be that would, smart. That would keep people actually playing it. That would be actually be really smart, because then in your off days or whatever, you just can, yeah, can go in there and Save the World, do a couple missions, or at least do, like, weeklies or something introduce those like most service mm-hmm. games have so it's like yep. yeah i don't want to play save the world but guess what if i go in and smoke 70 of these or do this or that i get a 100 v bucks or whatever towards you know that and then hey no one's on today i'll just go do that instead of going and doing solo rounds and getting angry mm-hmm. and boom i got these v bucks to go buy this cool thing for that or that and then i'm playing with my friends in the evening etc etc and then from the reverse aspect of it, people who don't like Battle Royale and will never get up enough in their battle pass to get any of this cool stuff, you can at least farm some of it or earn some of it and save the world. So when you do play Battle Royale those one or two times or your buddies are like, hey, dude, get on, play some Battle Royale with us, you won't look like Scrub McJones with your default character. Exactly. And speaking of that, Matt, before I forget, before we end it, I almost I almost let it go. If you're out there farming for V-Bucks, buying V-Bucks, whatever it is, guess what? Make sure you go create, uh, support a creator right now mm-hmm. because from as we speak till December sometime, I don't remember exactly what it was, if you go and you support one of the individuals who streams and supports uh, Fortnite, they will get a portion of the cash of the V-Bucks and all that good stuff. So why the hell not? You know, you got a favorite streamer out there. Make sure to see if he's he or she's on the list. Spend your V bucks, support them, and while you're doing that, they get money too and become richer and capable of quitting their jobs and becoming full time streamers. How about that? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, supporting people is always good. And then, hey, since you, rem- you remembered something that almost got forgotten, I did the exact same thing too. So if you're sitting there on your phone listening to this and you're like, man, I wish I could play Fortnite on my Android phone right now. Hey, you're in luck because now there's no more invites needed. Fortnite Battle Royale on Android is now open to everybody. So just go download it. Just go download it and play it. And you just have a great time like everybody. But listen to the rest of this podcast first and then donate to our Patreon and then give us you know, a five-star review and everything. But then you can go, go play for and it. earn V-Bucks and spend V-Bucks on your Android phone. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And now we're done with Fortnite. Man, yes. after several forgets, we did it. Sorry, <laughs> Fortnite. You're too big. There's too much. <laughs> There's too much. I got like three lines of show notes and I forgot one of them. <laughs> They don't know any of this, Matt. Shush. <laughs> That's how they know we're professionals. We were forgetting, and then in the course of the reporting, we remembered and brought it right back around again. That's how you do Boom. it. Boom. It's called expert podcasting. Mm-hmm. And what else do expert podcasters know? They know when to wrap it up, which is right now. So, hey, if you guys got any questions for us, any comments, any feedback, any concerns, if you just want to say, God, you guys are amazing and I love you so much, you can send that feedback to us via email at info at thirdshift.me. You can tweet at us at thirdshiftme. Golly gee, you can even find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Indeed you can. You can also find us over at Patreon, where we treat it just like a wonderful little tip jar. You like what you hear, you thought this episode was great, you thought our previous episode was fantastic, please consider heading on over there, throwing a buck our way, two bucks our way, four bucks our way, whatever you think we were worth in that particular time and space, please consider doing so. It helps us keep the lights on, the show running. We also, as Matt said earlier, have all sorts of cool little wonderful tidbits for those who do throw a couple bucks our way. And as he said, at the $5 tier, you're going to get all sorts of cool little personalized patron-exclusive podcasts every now and again. 
which I hope our current patrons do. They do tell us they like it, but you know what? Maybe they're lying to us. Who knows? I don't know. Doesn't matter. They say they enjoy it. We appreciate it very much. <laughs> I really hate this, but I'm going to keep on donating. You guys are the worst. <laughs> oh, goodness. But we do appreciate it very much. I know I always joke about it, but it is the truth. We do. It does keep us motivated. It makes us realize there are some people out there who love what we do, and we love that. And if you can't, I do understand as well because money is money. You got to pay bills. You got to do what you got to do to keep rock and roll in this craptacular little world we have. I get it. But you can go over for free and give us five stars on iTunes, likes on the Facebooks, follows on the Twitters and Twitches, all the fun stuff that we are currently doing. We're currently trying to get affiliated over on Twitch. So you know what would be a great help for us right now? Hey, consider heading on over there. And if you don't have an account, set one up. Follow Third Shift Me because we could definitely use it and get us affiliated. We'd be rocking and rolling, get us streaming. Oh, man, that'd be the bestest. It would indeed. And I do want to circle back around to the Patreon thing and say, yes, we do 100% appreciate it. Nothing lifts my spirits more than seeing the Patreon notification pop up on my phone saying, hey, Steve Cadwallader commented on your post. And it's either, hey, really loved the episode. This was a funny story. This was a sad story. Or if it's just when I ask for suggestions and he's like, hey, why would you guys talk about this? How about you guys talk about that? I love hearing back from the fans in any capacity. So just hearing that people like what we're doing I love that. So, hey, like you said, if you can't do Patreon, give us some thumbs up and some love on some Twitter, some Facebook, some iTunes, some anything. Or just keep listening to us, because this podcast drops every Friday, so the next episode is going to be in your ear holes. Oh my goodness, I'm screwing the whole spiel up. I don't even know where I am right now. We're going to be back in your ear holes on the 19th of October for our very next episode. There, I'm back on the ball. You can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, and now on Spotify. Oh my goodness, how cool. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a view, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. We do indeed appreciate it. And I just want to say, guess what holiday's coming up, everybody? Halloween. And you know what happened right. close to Halloween a year ago? Oh, wonderful, a wonderful iTunes five-star story. So, just uh. saying, hey. What's going to happen this year? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe another story. <laughs> oh, it's quite scary. Yes, thank you. So look forward to that. <laughs> With that, there's nothing else to say, but... Oh, no, don't forget to say... <laughs> Shut up and sit down.